Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. What's up, everybody? We are starting a recruitment segment dating back to when we interviewed longtime special teams coach Travis Walsh. We covered about 11 different topics throughout the whole interview, and we're breaking them up into listening segments. It came from episode 74, if you'd like to hear the whole thing, but we hope you enjoy these little five-minute segments where we answer and discuss different topics in recruiting and college football. Enjoy. Travis, I'm curious. You know, a lot of kickers maybe who don't make it to the Division One level, um, you know, may go to Division Two, Division Three, and there's not necessarily a specialist-type coach or a special teams coach that really understands specialists. If kids are going to practices and they don't necessarily have somebody guiding them along to tell them what to do, how could a specialist maybe be in the, in, in the, good, the good side of a coach and by staying involved with practice or doing certain things so that they don't look like the guy that's just standing on the sidelines the whole time? Yeah, you, you obviously know we, we took a lot of uh, pride in St. Thomas in keeping our specialists active so they don't over-punt or over-snap or over-kick. And what does that mean? That means, you know, I'm not going to say glorified manager, but, yeah, ball spotters, they're on the chains, they're shagging, they're helping different position groups um, um, with their drills. And, um, you know, this it's a really interesting story. Um and how this came about for me, um, again, I kind of explained what kickers were 25 years ago when I was playing college football. And I grew up playing soccer, so I was a kicker. I was a punter. I was a kickoff guy in high school. And I got to college, and actually I was a starting tailback and a punter in college as well, going back to my comments earlier. And um, as I think about... Um, what I perceived the kicker to be back then was he would show up for pre-practice and kick and or maybe punt. Then we didn't see him for two hours. And then right before practice was over, we'd do some field goals at the end of the practice and he was back. And when he missed, most of the team would be like, ah, oh, you know, it's the kicker. He's missing, you know. He didn't. He never seemed part of the team because literally he would leave and then he would come back. We then had a guy named Steve Opkin North. We recruited him. I was at Winona State at the time. And Steve was what I would consider pretty rare in the fact that he was a kicker. And he also wanted to be a football coach. So what he did is he started, he, he hung around practice. He helped the linebackers in their drills. Then he went down with the quarterbacks. And that was the first I saw of if, if Steve missed a field goal and he ran off, the team went to him. Hey, man, no problem. You know? Great job, whatever. And the only difference was is he endeared himself to everyone because he stuck around. He was there all practice. And you guys know what. And back then it was just him. There was no coach. He was our only kicker. But he made himself part of the team. Light bulb went on in my head. Like, this is what we have to do with every specialist. And we got to have a specialist group. And I'm so thankful throughout the years that Coach Caruso always committed to saying, 
our specialists deserve a coach just like every other position on our team. And it doesn't need to be, yeah, we were fortunate when we had Chris where technically we could be really, really sound. But I go back to my days as a youth baseball coach uh, in a summer rec coordinator. It's like pitching sometimes. You kind of got to navigate the mind a little bit, and you got to keep them in check. And sometimes it's just that one little reminder that can get them back going again. Or it's just stop kicking, you know. Just let's cut the reps. Let's start over tomorrow. And there's no reason why specialists shouldn't have that same opportunity in the media room because we all know I'm a special teams coordinator, but I'm also a safeties coach. So while I'm in the special teams meeting, generally talking on a lot of different topics, I'm not in that individual meeting with the specialist because I'm with the safeties at that time. So that's how we did it. Uh, We took a lot of pride in it. Um, I feel like our specialists always enjoyed practice because I've never been a specialist standing there the whole time watching the whole practice. Um, I've watched those guys do it. This year's really cold in November. But I think our guys really enjoyed moving around, being a part of the team, going in and out of drills. And um, But you would have to talk to some of those guys throughout the years to, to, to back me up on that, I guess. But, Chris, I guess I would ask you, you know, as a coach – You've coached a lot of years as a, as a specialist coach. I mean, what was your impression on how the specialists were used at St. Thomas and what the feedback was you got from them in terms of the way practice operated? Yeah, when I was at St. Thomas, it was different that the kids were so involved because, you know, at the high school level where I was for a number of years, a lot of times we were double-dipping with a kid that played soccer, and so he was coming from soccer practice, and maybe we got him for 30 minutes. So it was a little bit different. And then yeah, good point. from a kicking coach perspective, you know, I had like a hundred drills in my head of what I wanted to do, you know, and then when we did pre-practice, you're typically just getting the guys warmed up so that they're ready to roll. And uh, so sometimes it'd be like, you know, I have two two periods to do some sort of drill and then they got to run off and do something. So it was, I would say it was good and bad. It was good that, that it did keep them busy and especially in the winters when it was getting cold, it kept them warmer. And I think that, that yeah. they like that, but um, you know, just as a, a kicker or snapper-minded coach, you know, it kind of know the drills I wanted to do, but I, you know, that was my mindset of wanting to make them as fundamentally sound as I could, you know, for You're the team. You're like every other coach, in the individual coach in the country. We never have enough energy to do it. Never. <laughs> yep. You know, and that's just a product of, you know, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to embrace your role and say, this is what's best for the team. And, you know, we're going to make it work the best we can. And, but I agree with you. Chris, you know, thinking it a little, and you were you were really in thirteen years. We probably only had two specialist coaches that had a good knowledge background. Most of them were just guys coming in to coach and kind of keep these guys on track. And uh, so I could see where it'd be a little bit more frustrating in your end, saying, "Man, we have so many more drills we could be doing here." I think the other guys were like, "Thank God they're going over to spot balls because I ran out of drills right now." <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard that too. You know those types of comments. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.